From Tulsa Tech, helping you make your own path with insights and information about the world of career training. The Tech Times Podcast starts right now. Welcome everyone to the Tech Times Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Williams. In the spotlight today is our Riverside campus. Beyond all the aviation programs, the campus is home to a wide range of IT as well as creative arts programs. Joining us today to talk about one of those creative programs is animation instructor Kenneth Mayfield. Welcome to the Tech Times podcast, Mr. Mayfield. Thank you, Ryan. How are you? Pretty good. Yes. All right. Before we dive into all things creative and talented world of animation, we want to get to know you just a bit. So were you always an artistic person? Where did you get your start in your career? Um, I actually, for lack of a better way of putting it, I got it right here at Tech nice. in Sand Springs uh, back when it was Votech. And uh, um, some people may know Paul King, who is, uh, who is now on our um, education, education foundation. foundation. Yeah. Yes. So he was my instructor and, uh, in commercial art. And that's uh, where I, you know, and he really was the one who, who got me going and helped me develop my career as an artist, as a commercial artist initially. And then uh, that kind of, I, I got lucky. I looked into uh, being right there at the forefront of video games whenever it first started. And, wow. um, and at that time, I was doing illustration for board games that, uh, that was able to parlay into video games. And, um, and then one day I got a phone call after I moved back to Oklahoma and got a phone call from Paul King and said, who said that there's a job opening here? And I thought, well, you know, teaching's really not my deal, but I'll give it a try at least for maybe a year. And here we are 15 years later. So, <laughs> Well, that leads me to my follow-up question. What made you decide that being an instructor was the right move for you? Uh, I think it just I felt that I really owed Paul King that at least a, I'll give it a shot. Wow. You know? So he was, he, you know, he made such an impact in my life. And uh, so I thought, well, I, I'll give it a shot. I mean, to perfectly honestly, you know, except for my commercial art class, you know, high school was not great, right? I did not love high school. Um, and um, I thought, I didn't like it then probably won't like it now uh, all these many years later and it turns out it's been one of the best things that I've ever done well look at you so, an ode to Mr. King but also you're giving back to the next generation and now I've got I'm already trying to figure out who's going to replace me at this point oh, wow so, yeah. no don't do that you got to stay a few more years it's uh yeah but the years are piling on <laughs> If you think about it and you look around, you sit, sit back a little bit, animation is kind of all over in our lives. We look at it from entertainment. Obviously, you mentioned video games and billboards, even planes. Do you have a favorite space? You mentioned commercial, but do you have a favorite space or aspect in the field? Mm, it's probably going to be video games, right? Okay. So I love visual effects, right? So And uh, the visual effects community, I mean, that's kind of where I got started, you know, Child of you know of, of Star Wars, right? In 1977, went to see Star Wars. It you know, I I actually walked out of that theater, going, "What just happened?" Right? You know, <laughs> and um, at 13 years old, and I knew that's that's what I wanted to do, and I could not, you know, I just wanted to absorb everything I could about the effects industry, um, and um, so having studied that, and then jumping into video games. Uh, 
it was just kind of a fluke. Happened to be like I said, right place, right time. But visual effects and and the video game track, they've kind of those two worlds have now merged. Um, I did actually have an opportunity to go work at Industrial Light and Magic on Star Wars at one point, and and I decided I didn't want to do that simply because I didn't want to see what was under the hood. Right, you know, ruin the magic. The, yeah, I didn't yeah. want to ruin the magic. <laughs> and um, so um, I'm glad I didn't, actually. So, uh, But it's that illusion. It's the, that smoke and mirrors kind of deal. And whether it's in video games or visual effects, it's kind of all the same. Right. And, I, you know, that's that's what I really... That's the space that's, I love. That's the fun part about it. Yes. Great. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll, get, we'll dive deep into the program a little bit more and the skills that set students apart. Trust the local experts in career training. For more than 50 years, Tulsa Tech has been in your neighborhood. From high schools to our six campuses, we're ready to train you for the career of your dreams. Get the industry credentials to get paid with our hands-on training in everything from aerospace and automotive to health science and IT. Make this next year the best ever and see how Tulsa Tech can help make your own path by calling 918-828-5000 or logging on to tulsatech.edu today. Welcome back, everyone. Before the break, we got a chance to learn a little bit about Mr. Mayfield. Let's talk more about the animation program itself. It's a two-year-long program for high school students, correct? That is correct, high school and adult. What? Oh, and adult. Okay, yes. cool. What makes the, a student a good fit for this program? Um, one, they really need to have some art skills, right? We do have students who come in with uh, very little art skills, and those are the students that typically, you know, they, they run aground. Mm. Um, it's just not to say that you can't come in with zero art skills because we will teach you those art skills. But, you know, our, the preference is for them to have at least some experience either in high school or some college um, basic skills already built in. Now, I don't envision myself as an artist. When you say art skills, that frightens me to death. What do you mean by that? Is it drawing? Is it computer skills? Well, it, it's, uh, it's mostly the drawing skills. It's mm-hmm. mostly what you consider traditional art skills. Um, computer skills are, are software skills. Those are the easy things to teach, right? The hard thing is the artistic vision, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, we can, you know, we can... We can give the student the knowledge, but we can't give them the passion. And typically, our students already come in with that passion. I mean, it's, uh, it's very rare that a student doesn't come in with some, some form of passion, that you know, because there's so many different avenues in the animation field that a creative person can take. And even those who are, who are less than talented artists are, are, can still be great animators. They mm. can still be great um, visual storytellers, right? You know, they may have more of a cinematic um, bent than, you know, but you know, but it's a visual world, right? It's a visual medium, right? And when you're working with other creatives, you know, you express yourselves visually. So it's kind of important, you know, a lot of those uh, paper tower or paper napkin uh, type ideas flow at meetings and it's, you know, it's a show me, don't tell me kind of situation. Mm. We talked a little bit about software skills. What are some of the skills that students acquire during their training here? Well, um, in the first year, they're going to get a lot of motion graphics, specifically things like uh, they're going to get some some um, Adobe Photoshop. 
been lots of Adobe After Effects, hmm. right? So Adobe After Effects is kind of the um, catch-all for for film and motion graphics. So it's um, I don't want to say it's completely two D animation, but it's uh, it uses two D elements. And then um, the second year. We dive deep into 3D, and for our 3D software, we use a we used to use uh, a lot of Autodesk software like 3ds Max and Maya, but our advisory committee has had a few years ago said you know this new product called Blender, and it can kind of do everything. It's just it it is this crazy, uh, and it's free, and it's this great piece of software. So. So about two years ago, we switched to it. I'm still learning it. Um, it is just so in-depth, and it does everything. It can do um, uh, visual effects. It can do compositing. It can do um, 3D modeling. It can do 3D sculpting. It can do uh, character rigging. Um, and then I know I'm leaving out a whole bunch of other things. So, you know, um, and it's just this amazing tool that is um, that is been developed over the last many years, and it's um, completely free for our students to use and, and go after. So. How awesome is it that we have those relationships with advisory board members and those folks in industry that they can recommend that training and curriculum to us before it, our students are out into the workforce? It is mission critical. Mm. I mean, yeah, we rely on our advisory board. As a matter of fact, we I continuously run into them at events outside of tech, you know, even mm. when we're not having it. And um, and when they come to visit us for for our different advisory board meetings, you know, it's just like it's like a homecoming. Yeah. And most of them have students who are graduates of this program working with them. That's tremendous. Do students earn industry specific credentials while going along the program? They do learn some of the Adobe certifications. Uh, now, industry-specific is really kind of a... That's kind of a tough <laughs> it's, one, right? It's really tough. <laughs> um, a, lot of, a lot of places want them to uh, use the Adobe suite of the, what we call the Adobe Creative Suite. They would like them to have the credentials for that, so they'd like to have them to have those Adobe certifications. Um, there's no certification right now for, um, for Blender, that's my understanding is being worked on, right? Okay. You know, so uh, there are there are those, but the the what they really get they walk away from here is they come away with a portfolio, um, and that portfolio is either tailored to be an employment portfolio or a or a, a post secondary education portfolio. I was just going to ask, what are some of the opportunities available for students when they finish this two year program? They're going to industry. They're going further education. It, it's a mixed bag, okay. right? So most of our students go on to higher education, and it, just because it's a you know animation is um, you know it's a sexy business, and um, and it sounds way more than it really is, right? Mm -hmm. um, people think I want to make video games for a living, you know, I want to make movies for a living, and that sounds really great. Until you actually get down in the so trenches. You have to do the work. <laughs> you yeah. have to do the work. And then it becomes real work. And um, so, you know, um, we do have students, like I said, if you think if there's an animation studio here in town, it, one of our students is there, mm. right? Uh, or I should say one of our former students is there. 
Um, some of them have gone on to to college, and some of them have gone on to a little bit of college. <laughs> but uh, but for the most part, it's that portfolio and not the degree. So and we really want to make sure that they we give them the foundational knowledge that when they go on to college, um, they can not only be successful but you know, lead the curve. That portfolio is ideal to showcase that you have the knowledge to do the work when you're going into an interview, right? That it, it is, it's the only thing that, <laughs> that does, right? So, Talk a little bit about the career tech student organizations or CTSOs that students participate in. Our students participate in uh, Business Professionals of America. And uh, so every year we do, they, they actually have recently change their structure of some of their contests. Um, the 3D modeling contests and 3D animation contests is now unfortunately only available to high school students, but we have a way of shoehorning some of the other <laughs> contests in uh, for our post-secondary students as well. But every year, you know, we, we compete and we have a gigantic stack of trophies from many first place national wins and I think all first place state wins. Very nice. We love hearing so. about that <laughs> domination by Tulsa um, Tech. Yeah, I, you know, I, we may have missed one or two, but I can't seem to recall <laughs> them right now. Do you have a favorite project you work with your students each year? Uh, they actually change every year, primarily oh, okay. because of BPA. So you <laughs> know, so the the contests change a little bit every year, and what the different things that that they have to do. But one of the things that we do participate in every year is um, TU puts on a uh, computer simulation gaming conference every year. And um, Dr. Mailer initially started it, uh, I think it was about eight or nine years ago. Uh, he has since, uh, I think he has since retired from TU, but it is now being put on by um, um, Akram Tagavi Burris. I hope I'm saying her name right. Mm. But she is now running their um, uh, computer science and gaming lab there. And they put on this particular uh, contest every year. I, it's, uh, it's actually, it's kind of like a contest, but it's also um, a way for students to go and they can actually go. It's kind of professional development, I guess is the best way to say oh, it. Oh, very nice. Um, so they can go and they can learn out all these different things that are up and coming and go to different types of courses. Anyway, uh, our students, I make our high school students actually compete against college students. And um, and we go there and, you know, we run the table. So, nice. so our students, I would put any of our high school students uh, up against seniors from any college that competes. When we say when we compete, like what sort of scoring mechanism, what are we competing against? Well, you know, I wish I could tell you okay. uh, because I don't get to judge, oh, all right? right. So, so I don't actually know what the rubric looks like. All I know is that come awards time, uh, it's Tulsa Tech, Tulsa Tech, Tulsa Tech, Tulsa Tech, Tulsa Tech. So, um, which, you know, I'm happy to hear yeah, that. Yeah, it makes it's, us proud. It makes us, it's great. But we do that, our students participate in that every year, and they actually just, they, they love it. Um, it's really stressful for them. <laughs> it is really highly stressful. So, uh, especially those that are actually trying to get a working game done. Nice. So. All right, so last, uh, last question. 
do you have a fun story or a funny story from the classroom or a student project that you can share with the internet? Yeah, so I had a student and um, they were, um, when they were a high school student, right, and they were, were doing some character design stuff, um, this particular student was really struggling with, uh, with the upper half of female anatomy, shall okay. I say, right? And, um, and the thing was, is he kept drawing it and erasing and drawing and erasing and drawing and erasing over and over and over. Right? If you remember the old Yosemite Sam Bugs Bunny cartoon where he's trying to draw a gun and he's like, do, 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 erase, 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 erase. Well, that kind of gives you the, the sense of what was happening. And he just could not get the shape right. And um, to the point where everybody had stopped what they were doing and was just watching him draw and erase over and over and over again. I don't know how many times this happened, hmm. uh, including myself. And um, so everybody had a good laugh about it. A few years later, I get a call. He's talking to me. He's, he's still trying to, he's still working on being an animator, having trouble breaking through. Um, and we talk about, you know, making sure that the story of the animation is is just as important as the quality of the animation, right? So the, you know, the animation supports the story, not the other way around. Hmm. And, you know, we have this really great conversation and, and we don't talk again for another six or seven months and I get this phone call and he's very excited because he has now been offered a job with a company called Rooster Teeth doing animation for them, which is a really big deal. And actually, he wound up doing an animation based on the, <laughs> he, he thought about it, and he did a, a great animation. You can look it up on YouTube. It's called The Anatomical Bust, right? Um, it is absolutely 100%, you know, school appropriate, but, um, but it involves this um, young man who is trying to draw it, and... Um, he find, when he finally actually figures out how to do, how to really solve this problem, he gets caught by his mom. Mm. <laughs> and, oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, you know, hilarity ensues. But it's a, it's a great, you know, it's one of those things where we make sure that we pull those stories from our lives, right? Um, those are really the ones that, because it's all about storytelling. It's all about doing a really good narrative that people can engage with and understand and... Uh, and laugh with you and cry with you. And that's kind of the, that's really where the strength is. How powerful. So, um, the story is the most important part, but you need the animation to help support it. That's right. So that's so great. Well, thanks so much, Mr. Mayfield, for joining us today. We really appreciate you being here. It is a pleasure. I'm glad to do it. Thank you for listening to the Tech Times podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And be sure to like us on social media.